The message you're about listening to is from Pastor E.A. Adeboe, the General Overseer of the Redeemed Christian Church of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. We are continuing with our series, Going Higher, as we move on to part 53. And we will be looking at First King chapter 19. We'll just take verses 13 and 14 today. First Kings chapter 19, from verse 13 to 14. And it was so, when Elijah heard it, that he rubbed his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entering in of the cave. And behold, there came a voice unto him and said, What doest thou here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts, because the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thy altars, and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even I only, I am left, and they seek my life to take it away. Last week we told you that God asked Elijah twice. Elijah, what are you doing here? And we explained to you that uh, God was asking the question, not that he doesn't know. It was like a teacher asking a student some questions. And now the student is now answering. The first thing he said is, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts. Incidentally, there's a point there that we just omitted because of so many other things that we want to discuss. And that is the fact that when Elijah heard the small, still voice, he wrapped his mantle, his face, in his mantle. We want to ask why did he do that? He didn't want to see God. I'm sure you know very well that before him, Moses had said to God, I want to see you. And God has told him, if you see me, you will die. If there's any beautiful thing there, it is that one day we are going to see God. And the Bible tells us that when we see him, we shall be like him. My prayer is that on that day when we see him, you'll be one of us seeing him. But now let's go to the answer of the student to his test. Answer number one, he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts. The word there that is uh, outstanding is the word jealous. 
What does he mean by that? There is a saying, at least when we were younger, that there is no true love without jealousy. Jealousy and love go together. True love must have in its uh, manifestation uh, a good dosage of jealousy. Oh, you say, is that scriptural? Well, 4 John chapter 4, verse 8. 4 John chapter 4, verse 8 says, God is love. He loves intensely. John 3, 16. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And Exodus 34, verse 14, Exodus 34, verse 14 says, God is a jealous God. He will not tolerate rivals. When you are intensely in love with someone, you don't tolerate rivals. If you are keenly interested in a lady, you want to marry a lady, and you see another man fooling around if your love is genuine, jealousy will come forth. So if somebody tells you, I love you, I want to marry you, and yet you see him fooling around with others, you know that love is not genuine. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5, Deuteronomy 6, verse 5, God says, I love you. I expect you to love me in return with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And what does that one mean? Psalm 97, verse 10. Psalm 97, verse 10 means you have to love what God loves and hate what he hates. He expects you to hate evil passionately. If you say you love God, hate evil. David said in Psalm 26, from verse 1 to 5, Psalm 26, from verse 1 to 5, he said, I have hated the congregation of evildoers. I won't even sit down with the wicked. Talking about jealousy. Because if God were to ask you the question and say, son, daughter, what are you still doing in the world? What are you doing with your life? Because we ask the question every day, and people answer casually, how are you? Many a times the answer just comes without thinking, fine. <laughs> my, my little grandchildren will say, I'm good. 
And I used to wonder, how good is good? Because that's the question God was asking Elijah. Elijah, how are you? How are things with you? And his answer is, I'm still very jealous for you. Let me, let me give you some examples in the scriptures of those who understand what it is to be jealous for God. People who love God so passionately and hate evil passionately. Exodus chapter 32. You can read the story from verse 1 to 20. Exodus 32 from verse 1 to 20. Moses went to be with God, to spend time with God. Before he came back, the children of Israel had made an idol. He said, we don't know what had happened to him. Let's, see. Let's have a God we can see. What was the reaction of Moses? Hey, he didn't just break the tablets of the Lord. That one is, a, is a, another story entirely. But what was his reaction to the children of Israel? He grounded the idol threw it on water and said, drink your God. You want, you want a new God? A God you can see? Go ahead, drink it. What about David? First Samuel chapter 17, from verse 26 to 51. First Samuel 20, 17, from verse 26 to 51. Why is it that David said, I will go and fight Goliath? He said, why is this man defying my God? I can't stand this man insulting my God. If I have to die in the process of making sure that won't happen, I will die. That's jealousy. All the others were hiding. They didn't want to risk their life. What about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? In Daniel chapter 3, you can read it from verse 1 to the end. Daniel chapter 3 from verse 1 to the end. They said to the king, God who we serve is able to deliver us. But if he does not, king, listen very well. <laughs> We will not bow. So I do. We won't. We won't. We won't. We refuse to bow. If God asks you, brother, if he asks you, sister, what's your relationship with me? How far are you willing to go? How close are we? Are you willing to say, God, doesn't matter what happens. I'm not going to bow to the world. Take Peter. Acts chapter 4. From verse 10 to 20. Acts 4. From verse 10 to 20, they told him, 
stop preaching. Aha. He said, that's too late. If you think I should obey you rather than God, you judge. But take it from me loud and clear. What I've seen, what I've heard, I will tell. Brother, when was the last time you preached? Uh, to people. I mean, <laughs> I remember our younger days. We deliberately pack our cars at home and take a bus so that we have an opportunity to preach in the bus. If you think we will keep quiet, you're making a mistake. When I was at the University of Lagos as a lecturer, I started a little Bible study in my office. During break, it grew. It grew so much. That drawing break, this wasn't for the big ones. It's for cleaners, messengers. It got so tough, so big, that by break time, it was break time. You can't find a typepiece at his or her desk. <laughs> My professor, Professor Chiki, will be of blessed memory. He called me one day and said, boy." I know nobody can stop you from preaching. I said, thank you, sir. He said, but please, you're causing a problem for us in the faculty. I said, but I only meet during break time. And he said, occasionally we need a typist during break time. And so I said, all right, sir, honor to your position, we will move it to after office hours. But I'm happy that you know I'm not going to keep quiet. If you have to take the job, you take the job. Jealousy and love, they go together. I told you we are beginning to get into deeper waters. It's going to get deeper as we go along. In Acts chapter 5, from verse 34 to 41, Acts 5, 34 to 41, the Bible said, when they beat the disciples for preaching the gospel, they went away rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer for Christ. What a privilege that I am being beaten for someone I love. Some of you probably heard me tell the story of, that happened somewhere around 1961 of a young schoolgirl who fell in love with her school teacher. The parents said, no, you are not going to marry this man. The girl said, I'm sorry, it's the man I want to marry. I'm in love with him. The parents said, we will beat you to death. He said, go ahead. 
And I mean the bit till her skin spilled off. He said, it's the one I'm going to marry. Finally, the parents had to surrender. She said, this is the one I'm going to marry. With all the scars that may be on my body by the time you finish. Paul said in Philippians 1, verse 20 to 21, Philippians 1, 20 to 21, he said, for me to live is Christ, to die is gain, provided Christ is magnified. So that's all. Whether I live, no problem. Whether I die, no problem. As long as in my body, Christ is magnified. Jealousy. What is expected of you, my brother and my sister, if you truly love God? 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 22. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 22. Bible says you must abstain from all appearance of evil. Huh? Not just evil. Anything that slightly looks like evil. Every appearance of evil. Matthew chapter 5, from verse 29 to 30. Matthew 5, 29 to 30. Jesus Christ, your best friend, says, if it is your right hand that is going to cause you to offend, he said, cut it off. <laughs> hey, that's serious advice. If your right eye is going to cause you to offend, pluck it out. Hey, when we were in the university in those days, and you are, you are looking in the wrong direction, we say you are committing lucre. Jesus says, Instead of committing lucre, pluck out your eyes. I told you of a young man who said that he was always committing adultery. And then he became a Christian. And he prayed a prayer. Lord, the next time I commit adultery, make me impotent. That's jealousy. That's love for God. If I'm going to do that nasty thing again, if I'm going to love anyone, anybody more than you, Lord, take drastic action. What is expected of us? We are expected to depopulate the kingdom of Satan. As I will prove our love for him. Matthew 28 from verse 18 to 20. He said, go ye to all the world. Preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. Acts chapter 21 from verse 8 to 14. Acts 21, 8 to 14. You are even to do it beyond the call of duty. Because I... A prophet came and told Paul, if you go on to Jerusalem, you're going to be bound there. You're going to be in prison there. He said, is that all? 
He said, I'm going. Uh, he said, not only am I willing to suffer, I'm ready to die. That's jealousy. That's how you demonstrate your love for God. And many of you know of one of my sons who was a pastor somewhere in the north. And Boko Haram came into his house when he was out. The wife had just given birth to a set of twins. They came to kill him because they knew he was a pastor. He's the kind who won't keep quiet. He wasn't in. So they decided to leave a message for him by slaughtering the twins. The lady was in tremendous agony. When I heard about it, I told my son, come home. You paid a price. God knows now that you love him. You know what he said? Daddy, you are the one who taught us not to run from darkness. It is darkness that will run from light. I am staying here unless you compel me. That's jealousy. In living or in dying, I am yours, O oh Lord. Would that be your answer? Second Timothy chapter 4, from verse 1 to 5. Second Timothy chapter 4, from verse 1 to 5. The Bible says you are to preach the gospel. In season, out of season, every time, everywhere. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7, the Bible says you are to fight the good fight of faith. You are to finish your course. You are to keep the faith. You don't deny God. For anything. Quite a few that I've heard of. I'm not sure whether they are Christian or not. Who are ladies working in some financial institutions. And they will give them a target. You have to bring in so many billions or whatever within a short period of time. And they will go looking for people who will come and open accounts. And some of these people will say, don't worry, I will open an account with you, provided you sleep with me. And some children of God, I hope they won't compromise. But I know people who will say to them, keep your money. You and your money go Wherever you want to go, I'm on my way to heaven. I love my God more than my job. That's jealousy. Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16. Jeremiah verse 6, verse 16 says, Ask for the old path and walk in it. The old path says, Whatever is going to cost, I belong to God. That's the meaning of saying you surrender your life to him. 
It means whatever you want to do with my life is up to you. But I'm yours. Revelation chapter 2 verse 10. Revelation chapter 2 verse 10 says, Be faithful unto death. And I will give you the crown of life. Be faithful unto death. And I will give you the crown of life. Let me conclude. In John chapter 15, verse 13, John 15, verse 13, Jesus said, Greater love has no man than this, that a man laid down his life for his friend. I still remember, like yesterday, a, a head of state here in Nigeria was visiting a region, the western region. And some soldiers came. It was about to stage a coup, and they wanted to kill the head of state. And the governor, the military governor in New York State then said, or Western State said, uh-uh. <laughs> he is my guest. They said to him, look, we have no quarrel with you. He's saying we want you, you have to kill me first. He died for his boss. They killed the boss. They killed him too. How many of us are willing to die for our God? How many? And he said, greater love has no man than this. You should respond with equal love. Years ago, when we wanted to bring the church to Congo, we were told, when we got to Zambia, there is war on. You can't go. You may die. <laughs> we laughed. That will be a pleasure. That we die on the field, working for him. Sir, you're a black man. They won't know whether you are a Congolese or Nigerian. You don't write Nigeria on your face. It does not matter. Thank God today the church in Congo is doing fine. Remember Proverbs chapter 8 verse 17. Proverbs 8 verse 17. He said, I love those who love me. Love is a two-way traffic. If God asks you, brother, sister, how are you? Will you be able to say, I am very jealous for you. May that be your answer in Jesus' name. And so those of you who, who are listening to me, you said, are you seeing that when we say we surrender our life to Jesus Christ, uh, that's what we, you are saying. 
I'm sorry, sir, but that's the truth. The whole truth and nothing but the truth. But I want you to know, you're already under a master. And that master is the devil. And Jesus is offering you an alternative. He is a God who loves you so passionately, passionately that he already died for you. He's asking you to come, surrender your life to him, and he will take over from there. Shall we please pray? If you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, just tell him, I would rather submit to you. I would rather submit to a God who is ready to die for his own children than a God who doesn't care about me, a God who will drop me when there is trouble. I would rather that to save my soul. Jesus, here I come. If you bow your head, if you mean that, I will pray for you, and you will save your soul. Father, I want to give you all glory and honor for your word. Thank you for the power that is in your word. And I want to thank you for all those who have decided now to surrender their life to you. Please receive them. Save their souls. Oh, Lord, move them into the family of God. Translate them out of the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. And let them be yours forever. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Please join us on this same station at this time for another wonderful experience as Pastor E.A. Adeboye exposes the deep mysteries in the Word of God.